Simply Abundant Intuitive Hour, The Journey of Attachment, a special series that takes a deep dive into the topic of insecure attachment and why you can't let go. Here's Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself, thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why, it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. Hey there. Hi there. Hello there. So I'm back again. And uh, I actually recorded last week and this week at the same time. Yes. Sometimes I do that just because I've been lacking time. And that's also why there has been uh, repeats of the past podcast. So anywho... Uh, I am back again, and like I said last week, or five minutes ago, (laughs) if you have an idea for a name for the podcast, because I'd like to change it from Journey of Attachment to something about more secure attachment, living a secure life, secure living, something like that, that's what we're looking at, Uh, because really, secure living is the way to live. Insecure attachment, not the way to live. And so we really want to focus on those goals, on the end result, on where you guys are trying to get to by listening to this freaking podcast, right? Okay. So if you are ready for transformation, please go ahead and email Erin at tracycrossley.com and have a discovery call. And she'll go over the different programs we have. We have them basically for all, I wouldn't say all budgets, but almost all budgets. Like if you can afford $150 a month then you should definitely email her because we have programs for that. We also have digital products that are like 30 bucks, 40 bucks, uh, you know, going up to a few hundred dollars and we have coaching and other things. But the whole point is to help people to move along, right? To get you out of your comfort zone because we tend to stay there and take all this information in and cognitively think about it, but it's really about taking that deeper dive. And a lot of times it's hard to do on your own. So however you're doing it and you want some help, please let us know. And we are happy to do that. And other than that, I'm going to go ahead. There is dog hair everywhere. My goodness, just picking dog hair off my microphone. So anyway, Always, he leaves his mark everywhere. I think I probably eat a pound of dog hair a week, I'm sure. Anyway, (laughs) whoever knew my life would be filled with that. We are at episode 582, and it's how to be enough for anything or anyone just by being alive. So this kind of picks up where last week left off in a sense. And this is a really hard one, right? So the main topic idea is I talk about performing a lot private or public dancer. You do it for the people who do not have to do anything 
or ha I should say have anything at stake, um, they're, they're not necessarily part of the dance as far as what they're contributing, but you have them in your dance with you. Okay. And you keep performing, you keep doing it. And it's funny to be enough feels like you must fill up some space, time, energy, be productive or prove to others that you indeed have done your fair share. You may not realize this belief is driving your behavior. Most of us don't. Most of us do not know what belief actually drives our behavior. Okay. And the problem with that is if you don't know, then you just keep doing it, right? Hello. And so you may think, oh, I've got all these things to do on my to-do list. Well, how do you feel when you do not complete your to-do list at the end of the day? Or better yet, how do you actually feel when you finish it? Do you feel good for a minute and then you look for other things to fill that time? Do you feel a sense of fear? Do you feel a sense of, ah, I got to fill this up? Because if I don't fill this up, then something's going to be wrong. Maybe you're the one who stays in contact with people who never contact you. It never dawns on you that your hard work, waiting for them to share that you're enough or worth their time, is what you're trying to get. So looking at the things you do, how much is authentic and how much is to show you matter? That you have enough of whatever is needed in that situation. And I mean, needed is subjective. Okay. All right. So let's open this up. How you believe just by breathing, it's not enough for other people to hang out with you or be with you, or you feel that there's something more special about them and that by associating with them, it makes you more than you believe yourself to be on your own. In that case, you want to remain friends or acquaintances. And yet, unless you do the work, you literally will feel out of sorts and ask, what is wrong with me? You will wonder why they seem to need prompting to get in touch with you. Perhaps you feel if you can set up a situation where they owe you and therefore they will get in contact with you that it will feel better. Like you promise them the winning lottery ticket and they contact you so that they can be the winner, right? That's kind of how I operated for a long time. So I just really relate to what I'm talking about. Do you ask yourself, what am I looking for from other people? And what is it I feel doesn't add up enough in myself. Like get specific, right? What is it really? I feel like I'm not enough. Maybe you like to blend in with the scenery or maybe you're out in front as the life of the party and you're doing something which for you feels protective and invulnerable so no one will know how you feel. Now, this all means when you do not feel enough that the people who easily and readily show up in your life, you don't place any value on them. They're not one of the popular kids. Instead, there's no value really placed on them unless you're bored or lonely or you need validation that you're somehow enough to them, which makes you wonder what's wrong with these people, right? Why do they like me? Why are they hanging out? Why do they think I'm enough? I'm not enough. As we did again last week, it goes back to how much you love yourself versus how much you don't love yourself. And when you stare at what you lack, or let's say you think you lack, it's hard to think you're enough. You can't force yourself to believe you, can, you are enough, but you must recognize all the ways that you don't buy the things you do. You're lost in a pattern of showing rather than being. To learn more about why you feel less, then it's about taking the time to feel the things you don't wanna feel. Yeah. Nobody likes that, right? It's like, oh shit, I don't want to feel that. People who are happy feel all the feelings, by the way. To be happy is not just in this positive state. That's how I know when people are full of shit. Like, they're 100% positive all the time. Happy people are realistic. They're realistic. 
but they do believe this too shall pass. They don't believe that everything is permanent. Like, oh my God, my life's always going to be this way. They don't believe that. They believe this too will pass. And to be happy though is to feel all the feelings. So by focusing on you're not being enough and trying to fix a problem that does not actually exist, you don't see the opportunities in your own backyard. You just don't. So you miss them because you think whatever that other person has is way better or more special because you think so. And the chorus of other people who think that person is special or wonderful too. And so you peons who are not enough can only hope to be in their presence, right? Who's the popular kid? I need to be around them. Or maybe you have so much disdain for the popular kid, you hang out with the unpopular people purposely because of all this disdain. Like literally all of this is a mirror effect of how you feel about yourself. You don't want to hang out with you. This, I mean, then that goes back to like what I talked about last week. It goes back to you. So me, I've done this since I was a kid. Everyone was way more special, way better. I mean, more, they were all more than enough in a good way. And here I was, someone who could be skipped over, not recognized, because even if I was recognized, I could not receive it. And I actually like to float under the radar most of the time. And then other times I wanted the spotlight, but I was always so uncomfortable that way. I mean, I did drama and was in plays and stuff because I wanted to have some kind of recognition, but I wasn't able to receive. And then I would feel weird and I would feel uncomfortable if there was attention put on me because I didn't feel I had enough to sustain it. Right. So I basically was uncomfortable and went against my belief that as a person, I was not enough. And I did this everywhere, especially with friendships and with men. And I mean, I, that just showed up like I had all the secret crushes in the world when I was younger. Oh, my God. And I didn't want anybody to know. But I would invest in relationships with people because I thought they could be more popular, more interesting, more something at different times in my life. And then I did the opposite, too. It wasn't that I, I just didn't want to be friends with people who were not at certain points. And that was in my young years, like I would say late grade school, junior high school. And at some point I became friends with people I liked but still compared myself and felt like I was less than, like my best friend in junior high. She was nicer, prettier, and had more to offer the world than me. And I felt all wrong from the floor to the ceiling. I was not enough. I was not pretty enough and not smart enough. Well, maybe I was smart enough, but I really didn't want to be smart enough. I could give a shit about being smart enough. I was always trying to be funny, so I wasn't looked at as a smart kid. I had huge hangups as a child, obviously. Anyways, I just didn't feel like I was charming enough. Anything that had to do with adequate, I felt I fell short. Like I felt I was nothing. By the time I hit my high school years, somewhere in the middle there, I stopped thinking or worrying or wanting these things. And, and then it just worked out. I had friends who were popular and friends that weren't popular. And that was funny because I didn't even try at that point because my focus was elsewhere, especially my senior year of high school and my junior year because I was working. And so I learned, oh, oh, I can go to work and get a paycheck and that's some form of validation. So then my focus was more in that arena than it was on, you know, how friends or how popular, unpopular or whatever, you know, I felt like I had more meaning and maybe I had a little more value, but really it was fleeting anyways. But I'd like to say I felt like at that point in high school when I didn't give a shit anymore, that everything changed and I could care less going forward. And really, as an adult, that's not the case. So there was these stories about others as an adult 
being better and me sucking. Like when I had my son, okay, in the very late 1980s, he, um, I had him out of wedlock. I was a very young gal. And when I had him, I felt, of course, once again, here I go, you know, I'm not enough. I'm weird. I always do things differently. I don't do it right. I mean, I had so many beliefs coming up, right? But that just reminded me of another place I beat myself up. Oh, God, Tracy, you always do this. You know, you're just never fitting in. You don't do it right. Now everybody's having babies all over the freaking place. But back then it was still a big deal. And I worked my ass off people, you know, like another thing um, where I dated somebody briefly and was just friends with, and I put so much energy and effort into remaining friends after we dated. Like we dated like for this much of a second. No, I didn't have an attachment like, oh, I want to keep dating him or I want to be with him. In fact, I didn't, but I liked him as a person and wanted to be friends. And so I put a lot of energy to remaining friends. And one day I woke up, I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? And I just stopped putting energy into it and I let it go. But it was that recognition, that deep recognition of, wow, you're doing that. And I felt that. And it was because I needed to have special people or, or people I deemed to be special to make up for the lack for how little I loved myself or liked myself or thought I was worth anything. It's like I needed other people to sort of decorate me like, oh, I have a friend that's this. I have a friend that's that. I must be okay, right? So in, in stopping this idiocy of basically trying to remain friends with people who weren't really interested in being my friends or anything, unless I, you know, I stepped up, I did something. I was so oblivious to how I came across because my reasons for being in their lives had nothing to do with being authentic. You know, attachment issues, of course, played a part. I felt I had to force some people to be in my life. I didn't have the value. They obviously had value. I didn't. And so by having them as a go-to, if I needed a contractor, a boat, a lawyer, a doctor, a librarian, it seemed cool to have people in my backyard or in my back pocket that I could just feel okay or, or important, but not really, because then I didn't feel deserving either. Oh yeah. It was like a double whammy, right? So not only are you trying to, you know, have people in your life so you feel better about yourself, but you also don't feel deserving at the same time. So I performed a lot. I, you know, tried to prove I could do this or I could do that. I mean, it was just freaking ridiculous. So why is this a problem? Well, you're trying to fill that emptiness. You got to feel your emptiness instead. Feel the feeling of less than. You have important friends or a mate, but who are you? What do you stand for? What makes you matter? If it's other people, then you feel less than. Then you have the I'm not enough. And this is not a way to live. And it is a problem because you'll regret that focus and the lack of reward that comes from it because you really can't soak in that reward. Even if there is something, let's say someone gives to you, there's just not. It's not lasting. It's momentary. And then it goes away. So you are wasting your precious energy. And that way you can't be present for opportunities because opportunities can come cloaked in other things. Like sometimes... We think we know what an opportunity is going to look like, and then it comes and we think, oh, that's not an opportunity. That's really something horrible. And the truth is, it's there's an opportunity in everything. But a lot of us will run the other direction because we don't feel like we have enough resilience. We don't feel like we have enough of ourselves to handle it.
whatever it might be, right? Because you can't know what you're meant for. If you never feel deserving because you only feel less than, even if you have a prestigious job, who cares? You still feel like you always have this same feeling you've had since childhood and that solves nothing. You will miss the opportunities that are meaningful when you feel like you are not enough. I'm telling you, you will, because you will feel they need to come in a different package. And then, you know, again, I'm going to say opportunities most of the time don't ever look like you think they're supposed to look. Okay. And so you've got to be open to that. And that's scary. And that requires all of you to show up to certain things because you're like, I don't want to deal with that situation. And that might be your greatest opportunity. You don't know. But when you feel less than you don't want to show up, you want to run. So it makes anything that comes your way, something you judge as enough or not enough. And when you feel like you're not enough, you will look at opportunities, trying to get rid of the ones that are not enough from your perspective and always waiting for the bigger ones, which never come because as much as you reject the not enough, you draw it. It is inevitably what you settle for because it's comfortable. It's what you know. And that is the bummer. It's what you know. So just to make it more challenging, we take what comes easy or what's in front of us and we say, no, I want to work harder. You don't actually consciously say that to yourself. It's how you react and then you do that. And so you challenge yourself and you need to beat yourself up because you need to prove you are enough to you and you never can prove you're enough to you. That's like going in the circle, right? You're not getting anywhere. All this work never has you up-leveling, and that is a problem. So what's the wisdom nugget? Hashtag wisdom nugget. Being enough is a decision followed by more choices in your favor. It is so true. Okay, so what's the solution? How to be enough? Ha ha ha, right? That's simple. Just go be enough. I wish it was that simple. So you can proclaim it. Sure, you can go stand at the edge of the cliff and shout out loud, I'm enough. I know there are those who have done that and really... Does it work? Because never worked for me. Like all those proclamations I have made. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tracy, you just need to own it and claim it. And I was like, okay. But it was all in my head. I didn't feel it. It didn't embody it. So maybe you do it and you have a temporary high. I did. Oh, look at that. I'm floating on cloud nine, right? Until you change the patterns, though, you're stuck and not enough. That's why I always laugh. I was watching something and it was talking about, well, I'm going to have a conversation with my kid and that is supposedly going to change everything. And it's like, it didn't because your kid still has the same freaking patterns and so do you. So until patterns change, nothing changes. And people are always shocked. Well, they said they were going to change. They said they were going to work on it. I said I was going to. I think I am. And you're not. You haven't changed a damn thing. And I can tell you that until you change your patterns, you're not changing shit. So the road to being enough Though, let's back up a bit before we get to the patterns, okay? You have to start with awareness. You have to learn what your inner critic says and question it. Is it true? If it's true, then accept it and don't struggle by trying to prove you are more or you're different. If your inner critic is full of it, which of course, if it's telling you you're less than, it is full of it, as most are, and you have to look at what you're clinging to then. What are you needing other people to see in you? How do you want the world to look at you, right? As long as you want that, like you want other people to look at you in a certain way, you have an attachment to an outcome basically, okay? So long as you have that, your inner critic will never shut up. It will always 
basically beat you up until you're doing or being this perfect person, this image of being enough, whatever that is for you. And it's like you have to let go of that and accept I'm this person who has these things, right? So you got to be aware, though, that this is all going on to begin with. So you just start with awareness. Like, what's going on inside of me? What, what, what is the voice saying to me? What is the expectation? Is it even realistic? Who is it for? How do I want the world to see me? Like, these are actual questions. Not that you want to get into a deep analysis. You want to feel your way through it. What does that feel like? Do I have a reaction to that? Why? How old was I? Where does that come from? What are the roots? So the secret is you have to accept, though, really, that you're not enough. You like sit down, you close your eyes and you say to yourself, it is okay that I'm not enough. And as you do that, notice that there's any physical reactions in your body. You might feel tightness somewhere. You might feel sick to your stomach. You might feel pain. You might feel something. Okay. And it's to really, though, feel it and then notice like, oh, I'm feeling that. Stay with the physical sensations. See if you can dig deeper, if you can find any resistance inside of you. And if you do not, notice that. If you do, stick with the resistance. What's it telling you? You might fear life or death if you become somebody else, meaning you accept who you are. But this is how you get there. You have to feel your way through it. You can't think your way through it and you're changing nothing. Then you look at, okay, by accepting all that I am, which is awesome, by the way. Now, you know, again, accepting doesn't mean the reality outside of you is like, oh my God, you suck. Or, oh my God, you're so little, you know, you're, you're not enough. That's all in your head. All right. But it's how you see through that because your perspective comes from this belief about yourself. So you're always creating situations that say, I'm not enough. Yeah. So if you were to accept it by feeling your way through it, how would your life change? How would your life be different by accepting I'm not enough? Accepting it, again, doesn't mean in reality you are. It means you just accept you believe this about yourself. I'm accepting I have this belief about myself. You're stopping a struggle that you're never going to win when you do this. You can't make a belief go away by arguing it and by proving against it. You accept it. You surrender to it so that it stops being what you lead your life with. Because otherwise you just go through life having this be what you lead with, like how you show up. This is what you do. Yeah, I used to do this. I know so well. And you know what? My life didn't change for the worse at all. So I'll get into like what happened to me, you know, what happened to me. But what changes is all that you do to get others to believe you're enough. It gets you to look at what you really want and what you're willing to do, even being not enough. Like, okay, for me, I accepted I was not enough. I did this with every negative belief I have. And if a negative belief comes up, I accept it. Why? Because otherwise I'm fighting against it and I'm distracted and not focused on what I really want in my life. If I want love, then I have to be love. So I got to love all these fucked up beliefs I have because they're beliefs. Just like I believe there's a sun in the sky. Okay. It's the same thing. That's why you can't just get rid of it. I wish we could, it'd be easier, but it's part of our survival process. But what happens is it starts to minimize itself. Like for me, it started minimizing itself. My inner critic started shutting up when I no longer had to be perfect to get others to love me. I never, I didn't need that anymore. 
I had to love me. All of my warts, everything, right? Just like, okay. And again, it was a feeling exercise, allowing myself to feel my way through it. There's, you know, there's other steps too, but I'm not going to get into that. You know, that's part of the work we do are the other steps that we take when it comes to emotions and feeling. It's not just feel your feelings. There is more to it. But this is a great start because if you can do that, you will change things in your life. Because the thing that started to happen as I started to feel that feeling of, okay, here's the belief, I'm not enough. And my other beliefs, even the positive ones, the cool part that happened was I was no longer gaslighting myself with false positive affirmations and comparing myself to the rest of the world or trying to hold on to people who I thought filled up a space where I lacked. I started to feel better and that was weird, but it was awesome. And I had the capacity to feel enough, even if I believed I was not enough. As far as people, I stopped. People who were never really making any effort to be in my life, be a friend, be whatever. It's like, who cares? It was not worth it. And that's true. I found the less I spent on trying to decorate my life with people who appeared more successful or somehow more wonderful than me, but had, had zero interest in actually being in my life, it made me realize I had more to actually connect with other relationships in my life. And that was cool. Like people that did matter, people that I wanted to be connected to. But the, I'm telling you, the coolest thing became when I started to feel my value and I started to feel okay. And I started to feel like, Okay, so what if I have these negative beliefs about myself? I'm not going to perform and I'm not going to create situations over and over again to prove something about it. I'm just not. And so I'm saying it out loud right now because it's really true. It's really different to live this way. That's what I can tell you. Wisdom nugget. Being enough is a decision followed by more choices in your favor. You have a universal right. You have a right to constantly try to figure out what is wrong with you and see why everyone is more than you or just accept this is your perception, your belief, and basically the fallacy you live by. Then you can free up the space to actually enjoy your life by acceptance. Yes. Wrapping it up. Okay. Always feeling less than and making your life revolve around this negative belief by trying to prove something else will leave you depleted of energy and the ability to enjoy and be happy. It will keep you wanting people who do not need to be in your life as ornaments on your tree till you stop. People aren't decorations in which others will look at you as lacking or having based on having these people in your life. That's your own self-perception. And if they do, really? Who gives a shit? I'm going to judge you by, you know, this person or that. That says more about them than it does about you. And people used to say that all the time. Oh, that says more about them than you. But it's really true. Okay. Two related podcasts. Number 494, Journey of Attachment to Feel Good, Let Your Negative Beliefs Shine. And then I don't have one number. It's basically from 2017. I think we started numbering these a couple years after, like in 2017. Or maybe somebody finally numbered them. I can't remember. Anyways, not being good enough. So just look up like Tracy Crossley, not being good enough. And then you'll find the podcast. But yeah, it doesn't have a number attached to it. Sorry. All right. So again, got a, a great name for the podcast. I would love to hear it. And other than that, uh, thank you for joining in. And I hope these topics are helpful to you. Take care. Bye-bye. Questions about today's show? Reach out to Tracy at info at And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating for the show so it can be heard by more people. For all things Tracy, check out tracycrossley.com.